What does it mean when your family is involved in the ministry? Well, my family's involved in this ministry. Let's understand that on Beyond the Call. I used to work with a man called Rex Humbard. He was the first Christian evangelist or one of the first of his time on television. And I remember his family was involved in that ministry and I used to think, oh, I don't wanna be favoring myself or favoring my family. I mean, you know, everybody was talking about it. And then God took me into ministry and I learned some things, some very interesting things. My father, for example, who started this ministry back in 1990, 10 years ago or 13 years ago, he read this, Isaiah chapter six, verse three, and one angel cried to another and said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. I didn't realize that God is the one who chooses us. God is the one who destines us. And we need to pay attention because if we are chosen by God, we must move forward in that direction, regardless of whether we're family or not. Today on Beyond the Call, we'll talk to Ryan Hembry, Charles Ryan Hembry, actually. In fact, Charles Ryan Hembry is my son. The most known, yet most underread book in the world. What is it? It's the Bible. It is known by millions, yet undiscovered by millions. The Bible is a book rich in the knowledge about us and about God. Come along with us as we explore this beautiful book full of God's wonder and discover what it really means to be human. From the first book of Genesis all the way to the last book of Revelation, join us. People determined to know what the Word of God says. For your sample copy of the Bible Discovery Guides, contact us at Bible Discovery, P.O. Box 150, Murraysville, Pennsylvania, 15668-0150. Or in Canada, P.O. Box 456, Orangeville, Ontario, L9W5G2. Or simply go to www.biblediscoverytv.com. I love the programs when I can talk about family and I can talk about the things we're doing and all of that. This is one of those programs. Here today is my son, Ryan, my firstborn son. How you doing, Ryan? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. No problem. I, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what's going on because mm -hmm. this is important. Um, when you are working here, um, what do you do? Mm. Well, that's not a simple question <laughs> because I do things behind the camera. And uh, for example, I produce this show. Normally, I'm in the control room. <laughs> directing this directing program. Directing this program. Yeah. He's out here now. But yeah. anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Um, and I also do things in front of camera. 
um, mainly. And, and I, would, I would say, not to interrupt, yeah. but I would say the things in front of camera have become very important for you now. Yeah, they have. And I'm sure we'll get into that uh, a little bit later. They have become very important, uh, even though I'm more comfortable uh, behind the camera. God has really put a fire in my belly um, to talk about him and, and the change that he made in my life, really. Um, and part of that, part of doing that is being on the Bible Discovery TV program, uh, the daily program, and where we go through the Bible in a year. And uh, that's, I'll tell you, that's been instrumental in my own personal life as well, because it really forces you. You know, when you're a daily program going through the Bible, it forces you, well, to read the Bible and it forces you to study. And uh, it's just it's just been such an incredible blessing uh, in my own life. I remember uh, back, it was about 13 years ago or so, that my father, who actually took me, uh, and, and I joined him in the 1991, actually it was late 90, in helping him put this program together and he took me through, but he perished physically um, back 2010. Mm -hmm. And uh, you were editing the program. Yes. And things happened at that time that were significant. Um, yeah. One of them was when, when I, I was totally lost, but you were editing and had to find some segments. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a really, that was a ch really big, obviously, change in our life um, because he died. We didn't know. He just had got a clean bill of health and suddenly he's gone. Right uh, now, we know we'll see him again, but we had to carry on with the program. Uh, and so I had been working behind the scenes, as you mentioned, directing and editing. But you know what? A few months earlier, I'd started to feel something in my in my heart and in my spirit because I was no longer satisfied inside with my with my work. Before, I was very comfortable behind the scenes editing, but I started to feel a draw uh, for more. And I didn't know what that was at the time. And when he died, it was so painful. It was so painful and shocking. But I realized at that moment, oh, this is what God was preparing me for. Because we had our meeting right after and you said, listen, I need you now. I need you to fill in a role on the television program because there was an empty spot. And so I said, okay, now I know why. <laughs> I was having these feelings. Mm. It was interesting. You were with us uh, when he perished, um, and it was—he uh, was doing his television program, and he recorded the last part. In fact, the last thing he said was quoting the angels in the book of Isaiah, uh, and he said the quote. But I think it's interesting because he said, "God is not finished with you. Mm. You'll do your work right up until God is finished with you." Mm. And uh, that, that really was important. But then your work was developed through the ages of developing the program. I mean, mm -hmm. you were actually, you started working with us. I, I went with my dad in, in late 1990, and you were still in school. Yep. But you just started to work with us, and you just kept working with us, editor. Yeah, I, I did. Remember it was uh, on Just the Facts. Yeah, in fact, I got to a point where uh, I got to be homeschooled, which meant I got to be at the studio all the time because now my schooling was in the studio and I got to learn under all the different 
uh, people, you know, lights, camera and directing and editing and all of those things. So I, it was a really unique experience. I mean, I, I was being trained. I had never gone to production school, but I was being trained by all of these men and women who had. And so it was a really, really unique experience. And the most important part of it was that I was getting the word. The word was going in my heart, even though I didn't realize it at the time. The word goes into your heart, even when you're working behind the scenes. And, and it stays there. I can still remember things that you guys taught on the program, things that Grandpa taught on the program. They're still with me today. And very, very important lessons. So you remember the times that uh, you were on Just the Facts. We would record Just the Facts after uh, recording Life Lessons from the Bible, or we called it Quick Study in those days. Um, my question is that you started by uh, doing camera work. Mm -hmm. And then you started by moving into editing. Yes. Now, you remember the linear editing. I do, yeah. <laughs> the editing was quite different with in those days. With the knobs and the, all that stuff, yeah. So uh, when, when you were out of school, rather than go to college, you decided to edit with us. So uh, when you edited, uh, you came to a place where you were, I, I pushed you right to the edge. Yes, you did. And I remember, I remember there was a couple times that I was pushed. Um, it was all for the good. Um, but, you know, I had plans to do other things with my life. You know, I wanted to be a hockey player, you know, and, and that didn't work out, <laughs> obviously. And there was a few other things that I had in mind. But when I graduated from high school, you offered me the full-time job right away. And I thought in my in my heart, I thought, okay, I'm going to accept the job. And I was very thankful for it. I'm going to accept the job for now until I figure out what I want to do with my life. Uh, and it, it turned out God had me on a path. And I realized it's what I wanted to do with my life. You know, that's important uh, because when going back to that time, the time when we were in Brampton, Ontario, which is just uh, northwest of Toronto, Ontario, we had a studio mm -hmm. there. Since then, they've torn the studio down and put a new building in. But that studio was interesting because we built our own control room and all of that. And there was a time when the Lord encountered you. Oh, yeah. Uh, my cousin, Thomas, was there and we were taping different things. I was doing segments on the program. That's all I was doing. And Thomas, my cousin, came out of the control room. He said, Rod, come down here. And I went downstairs. He's slightly younger than I am. He said, we need to pray for you. We, we need to pray for you. And I said, okay. And you were there. Yes, I was. And the, the Holy Spirit moved on us in a big way in those days. What happened, Ryan? Well, it's kind of a, it's kind of a long story. Um, Start the story, and then I'll interrupt you when we run out of time, and then yeah. we'll go on. Well, here's the thing. I grew up in a, an amazing Christian home. You and mom did a great job. Uh, with that, you sent me to a Christian school, and we went to church every Sunday to boot. So it was a trifecta, which I think it's it's every child, if possible, should have that trifecta. You know, it shouldn't be up to the parents alone, but the church and the school comes alongside and they build your worldview. And so I had this belief in God for a long time, since I was a child. And I, we're, I'm what, a fifth or sixth generation Christian? But I found myself at this point in my life at about 15 years old, and I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure about God. 
it, I was coming to the age of accountability and where I was really starting to think through some things. And, and I thought, you know, I don't know if, if all of this is real. You know, I've, I've heard all the preaching. I've heard the sermons. I've, you know, heard the Bible stories. But is it really true? Is it really true? And I had just kind of been holding on to these things and I didn't, I didn't say anything because again, I'm, I'm, <laughs> you know, I've, I've grown up fifth, sixth generation Christian. I'm kind of afraid to say anything, but I am having these doubts. And that's where this came into play. And you mentioned it where, um, go ahead, tell the story where Thomas, you know, had this impromptu prayer meeting. And so all the crew was called into the control room and I, and I said, I, said to myself, I don't know what's going on. Okay, crew meeting. So, and I always loved the crew meetings, but we got in there and it was a different atmosphere at this time. It was Thomas and the whole crew. And it was a very, very, um, I, don't, I can't even explain it, but there was just a heaviness there. And he said, we need to pray for Rod. We need to pray uh, for his anointing in leadership in this ministry. And I thought, okay, that's kind of weird. Um, but I'll go along with it. Uh, so here I am doubting my faith in God right now. And we're about to pray for you. And he says, okay, I want all of you crew to line up. We're going to anoint him with oil. And I went, whoa, this is weird. We're going to anoint with oil? I mean, I've, this is weird. What am I going to anoint my own dad? Well, so we lined up and I just kind of watched everybody else pray over you and anoint you with oil. And so I, I thought, okay, I'm going to do it. So I get up and all I said was, Lord bless him. And I, you know, I put the, I put the oil on your head in the shape of the cross and we started to pray. And as we started to pray, a presence came in the room and I knew that that was God. I didn't know how to describe it then, but I knew it was the Holy Spirit. He had shown up. He had shown up. And so we'll talk more about that when we come back because uh, that's very, very interesting. A program experience delivering what God is saying to the human race today. Reading the Bible from cover to cover, we learn how God spoke to the people in the past, speaks about the future, and shows us how to react and respond to the difficulties and discovering of our lives today. Bible Discovery TV is a program hosted by the Hembry family as they uncover the meaning of God's message to planet Earth. To discover the meaning of God's Word and how the Lord is speaking to us today, visit Bible Discovery TV at BibleDiscoveryTV.com. That's BibleDiscoveryTV.com. You know, this ministry is uh, unique because, not because I chose it to be unique, but because God has selected it. Our families involved didn't expect that to happen. And all the members of our family are doing things in the ministry. So praise God. Ryan was involved. And Ryan, you are somebody who kind of grew up in the ministry, decided not mm -hmm. to go to school, but stay with us. You took a job. Mm -hmm. And my cousin Thomas 
call the prayer meeting and you went to pray and anoint me with oil mm -hmm. and he wanted to anoint me for leadership of the ministry, which was interesting. And this is years ago. And uh, so you walked up and put a cross on my head and prayed for me. So yeah. pick it up from there and okay. retell the story and then tell from that point of view. Yeah. So I, I had no idea the significance of what I was doing. I was just performing the religious act of putting the oil on your forehead. I didn't expect anything to happen. I didn't know what was going on. I was just trying to get through it. Because as I said, as I said, I was struggling with my faith and kind of thinking, well, this is sort of a pie in the sky idea. And so I did, did that. And we all gathered in a circle around you and, and Tom began to pray. And all of a sudden, when he began to pray, this presence that I had never felt before, it was more real than anything that I had ever felt, but it was like, it's just undescribable. But I started to tremble and shake. And I thought, boy, this is really weird <laughs> at the time. And I was worried kind of about how I was going to look to other people because I didn't want to be weird. I was, you know, I'm a teenager, right? Um, but as we're praying, the Holy Spirit comes on me. And I realized in this moment that, that something's going on. And I thought, okay, as soon as they say, amen, I'm, I'm out of here because I don't want people to see this. I'm just going to head out. But you know, the minute, the moment, the second he said, amen, it stopped. It stopped in an instant. There was no aftershock. There was no nothing. And I realized in that moment that God was real. You guys were praying to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I knew in that moment that he was making himself known to me. And it was, it was the realest experience that I had ever had. And I knew at that moment that this word, this Bible that you guys had been preaching and I had been listening to my whole life, I realized in that moment that it was all true. It was all real. And it completely shifted my thinking. And I thought, okay, God, okay, I got it. Thank you. Thank you for showing me. Now, God has spoken to you other times. Mm -hmm. And this is really interesting because I, I just want to highlight one other time. Uh, we were in, we had moved the studio into the church. And, uh, you know, a lot of times the, because I pushed you hard and until we got, you know, editing, 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 I pushed you hard. But there was this time when you had to edit late at night. Yeah. And tell us about that. Well, there was a lot of times where I had to edit late at night. And this was part of... And a lot of people don't push. know this, but this is part of developing yeah. the Quick Study Show. There's a lot of work. Right now, my son, my youngest son does this. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, it's it's yeah, five it's, days a week. It's a, yeah, you know, it's 20. just the nature of the job. There wasn't anything... You weren't doing anything wrong by having me do this. But it was a push. And... I was determined to do it and to do it well. And you had trained me and I had been trained uh, under all these amazing men and women. And so I was able to do that. But um, yes, I was editing late at night all by myself uh, in the church slash studio. Upstairs, right? Upstairs. And uh, I finished the show. I put it to tape. And the last thing I had to do before I went home, it's about one in the morning. Last thing I had to do was take that tape and put it in the control room so that the next morning, they would come in and they would do all the things that they needed to do with the show. Problem was, the door 
into the control room was locked and my keys were on the inside. And, you know, I was really frustrated in that moment <laughs> because I just wanted to go home and go to bed. And I was, I was very, very upset. And I just sat there spewing just inside, so mad. And as I'm sitting there, all of a sudden I hear the lock unlock. And I, I just stopped and I, I looked and I thought, no way, no way. There's no one here, it's pitch black. I go up and I turn the door and sure enough, the lock has been opened. I walk in very nervously. Because <laughs> it, it was like somebody was there. I knew somebody was there. I couldn't see anything. It was pitch black. Um, you know, I think I turned the lights on probably because I wanted to make sure, you know, it wasn't some burglar or whatever. Turn the lights on. Nobody was there. Put the tape on the desk, grabbed my keys, and I took off. But I realized that it was probably an angel. And I know that there had been people in our church who God opened their eyes and they had seen angels in the church. One was protecting one of the rooms and, you know, others were worshiping during our worship service. So I, I knew that there were angels there and I knew that, that, that one was, was looking out for me. And it was really amazing because, you know, you don't think about, you don't think that God cares about these little things like being locked out of a room or, finding your keys, and, and he really does. It's interesting because uh, we could go on for a long time about this, but we need to talk about your involvement in this particular program that mm. you're talking about putting together. What's the name of it? So it's called Foundations of Faith. So the Foundations of Believing or Faith. Mm. This is a new program. We're very excited about it. And uh, what is it doing? Well, it's a really, it's an investigation, a 21st century investigation into Christianity because we're living in a time now that is so skeptical. And even, even Christians, like I was having a, 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 you know, a lack of faith. I, I wasn't sure about the whole thing. But when you start to look into Christianity, into the claims, you start to realize the foundations that we stand upon. And of course, the ultimate foundation of our faith is the resurrection of Jesus Christ, which actually happened. And that's one of the things that I will get on into the program. But that's what it really is about, is to restore the faith of those who have lost their faith and to help those who don't have any faith to have it. Because it's not an unreasonable faith. People get confused about what faith is. You know, yes, we don't see Jesus face to face, but we have lots of evidence around us that we will. And he promises that in his word. And the Bible has proved itself again and again and again. And if you're willing to have an open heart and to investigate the scriptures and investigate the claims, then God God will show himself to you. He did it to me, and I know he, he will to anybody who's seeking. If somebody's on the other side of the camera and they're asking the question because they're looking at it, and they're saying, yeah, but I don't know, this Christianity thing, they're always saying all of this. It's, you know, but they listen to you and they say, well, I don't know what he's, maybe he's right. Talk to them. You Invite know, them to Jesus Christ. Yeah, listen, there's nothing that we can do to get to heaven on our own. I mean, we're all sinners. Now, some of you might be thinking, well, I'm a pretty good person. And, you know, I've done this and I've done that. You know, I've given to the poor, all of this. I'm a, I'm a pretty good person. But you know what? 
when we start to compare our lives to God's standards, his Ten Commandments, I mean, try reading through the Ten Commandments and you'll, you'll soon realize that you've probably <laughs> broken pretty much every one, you know, as I have. And, you know, Jesus said, even if you look at another person with lust, you've committed adultery in your heart. So, I mean, Jesus really upped the, up the stakes. But Jesus' point was that none of us can get to heaven on our own. None of us can live the sinless life. And Paul tells us that the wages of sin is death. So basically, we're all on death row, and that's the bad news. But the good news is that Jesus, Jesus, God incarnate, God in the flesh, he came, he lived that perfect life that we could never live. And if we put our trust on him, his death, he paid for our sins with that death. And when he rose again, he promised us eternal life. If we will but trust him, put your trust on him. There's nothing you can do to earn your way to heaven. Not works, nothing. It's only the work of Jesus Christ. And good works will follow. But Jesus Christ, it's his work and his work alone. So you just come to him today. That's all you have to do. You don't have to join a church or anything. It's a good idea, but that's not what's required for salvation. Just come to Jesus. He's made it so easy. It's very important to remember that Jesus is as close as the mention of his name. And his name is Jesus the Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach. Keep that in mind. Thank you, Ryan, for being oh, here. Thank you for having me. What a me. great testimony this is. And I just want you to remember that you can pray and say, Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I need you. I need your help today. Come into my life. Be the Lord of who I am. In the name of Jesus Christ, this is what we say. And we all said together, Amen. The Bible Discovery Guide takes you through pages of the most important book that you will ever read. It is the Word of God. Through careful exploration and thoughtful insight, we uncover the truths presented in the Bible. For your sample copy, write to P.O. Box 150, Murraysville, Pennsylvania, 15668 that's Bible Discovery, P.O. Box 150, Murraysville, Pennsylvania, 15668-0150. In Canada, write to Bible Discovery, P.O. Box 456, Orangeville, Ontario, L9W5G2. That's Box 456, Orangeville, Ontario, L9W5G2. Or simply go to BibleDiscoveryTV.com. You know, it's interesting because the Bible actually says that God sets the solitude in families. What does that mean? It means that all of us are connected through the heavenly Father. In fact, we are all his sons, all his daughters. Now, this is very important because regardless of where we come from, regardless of what's happened in this life, it's all interesting. But God is the one who selects us. God is the one who decides. And we need to make a decision today. We need to choose to follow God. So I am asking you, would you choose to follow God? 
It may be different. It may be something you never wanted to do. But God has chosen us to do the things that He has called us to do. So make sure that the next time you think about these things, never say never on a permanent basis because God never says never. And so let's pay attention to what the Lord tells us and do what He says.